Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 210 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on September the 9th, 2020. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. Happy, uh, we- it's Wednesday, and you're It you're is recording. Wednesday. And we- Which is funny, because last week we said we could never do anything on right, a Right, we did like a whole thing about how we could never record on a Wednesday, and here we are. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. So is it because it's Labor Day and there's no, like, comic books today? No, there are comic books today. It's just the, the way that our week worked out. Yeah. I, I could only do this almost early this morning. It was really right, the right. Early we part. are recording earlier than 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 typical. Um, right. Okay, so not a lot of news this week, but we do have some big news. So I want to jump right into it. Uh, and oh, before we get into that, actually, I'm also going to say uh, we are taking a brief detour from our world tour. Uh, just like you said, this is a crazy week. We didn't want to not put out a show, but I also didn't have the time to do all the research required for for another chunk of future right. worlds. So we are doing a top 10 this week, which we haven't done in forever, and I'm so excited for a top 10. Um, all right, the news brought to you by our friend Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. As always, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, your hookup for all things Disney Universal and all that other great stuff. So Disney Dave W of Verizon.net. All right, worldwide news. This is where we're going to spend the bulk of our time because we have uh news on how the holidays are going to be celebrated at Walt Disney World. Now this was a big thing that we like debated back and forth for a while. Um I am and and I want to preface this by saying I understand every single bit of this. I get okay. it. I do get it. I am complete, but my, so like my brain is like, yeah, no, this makes sense. My heart is like dead. Understandable. Because you, you've known me for a long time. You know that Christmas is my thing. Right. Like I love Chris and I especially love Christmas at Disney. And it's just, you know, this year has been so wretched and so awful. And you know, the last thing that that 2020 can take from us is the holiday season and it's doing it. Um, so the, but Disney, I have to give them credit. They are doing some stuff. So it's not like there's going to be no Christmas this year at right. Disney. It, there, we are going to, so let's go through it. As expected, Mickey's very merry Christmas party has been canceled. That is gone. Right. Jingle bell, jingle bam at Disney's Hollywood studios also canceled. No big loss there. Um, you know me, I'm not a big jingle bell, jingle bam fan. Um, mostly because I've never seen, I've still never not seen that. What is it, Key and Peel or or no, not Key and Peel? <laughs> what is the what? Um, the 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 Christmas special yeah. that it's based. I'm on. I'm drawing a blank. It's fun. I know you like it. That's why I assumed you'd know the name. It's definitely not Key and Peel. Uh, though no. I do like Key and Peel. Um, 
the um, candlelight processional at Epcot not taking place this year. Wow, that was crazy. Oh, that and again, this, I was like, this is the year I'm going to finally see because actually I've never seen the candlelight processional. Okay. Yeah. Um. But here's the big one, dude. Um, the Castle Dreamlights are not happening this year. Like, I wonder why. Do you think it's just that, like, they just didn't have the time and manpower to hang them? Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I mean, I am... The, the Dreamlights are the thing, more so than anything, that has got me gutted. Like, I can get all the other ones, but the dream, like, like lighting up the, the... Lighting that castle at the end of Main Street means... Has come to mean Christmas to me over the last five years. And... Yeah. Having a year where we're not going to have that... I mean, we'll get into more about that in a minute, but uh, physical distancing requirements and limitations on mass gatherings are making these impe- these events impossible to host, according to Disney. Uh, although the main holiday events will be missing in 2020, beginning November 6th, that's during your trip if it happens, right? Yep. Uh, through December 30th, 2020, guests will still be able to enjoy festive decor, themed merchandise, seasonal food and beverage offerings, and entertainment all across Walt Disney World Resort. The parks will continue the cavalcades that were introduced for the reopening in July with seasonal twists celebrating the holidays. Uh, I believe they're doing something like that now in Magic Kingdom with, ha- with Halloween cavalcades. So, right. uh, Toy soldiers will join the Main Street Philharmonic for one of the seasonal mini parades at Magic Kingdom. When night falls, special projection effects will give a festive look to Cinderella Castle this year. The appearance of the iconic castle will be transformed with a rotating series of designs, including a whimsical Christmas sweater and a regal overlay of red, green, and gold ornamentation. Okay, so no dream lights. Instead, we're getting um, projections. Now, I have a fear about this. Disney's going to be like, wow, it was way less expensive to do these projections instead of the dream lights. Let's always do this now. I can't ever see it happening. However, I'm going to say something that might be unpopular. I don't like the projections. They're okay. Oh my gosh, look, it's a gingerbread house. I, yeah. do, I It's it's neat. But like, man, I, I feel like I've just been projected out the last couple of years. They have leaned pretty heavily into it. I mean, you know, when you're dealing with the fact that it, they're cheaper than fireworks and, right. y- you know, like, like again, it's they 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 try these things out. They realize, hey, this this is cheaper and more affordable. And then they just make it a permanent thing. Like, that's really what I'm afraid of. With the dream lights, because yeah. if we lose, like, the, if we lose out on the dream lights for good, like, I don't know, man, I'm gonna be. Really well, upset. I mean, I'm curious. You know, this is so weird, but what if they did projections that weren't so crazy over the top? Because like what? There's some wonderfully simple to the dream lights. I still get to see the castle. Yeah. And it's lit up beautifully, and it almost looks icy. Like there's something beautiful about that. It's not some over the top crazy Christmas plaid uh, pajama set. Like it's just right. like pretty and nice. Like, what if they went with a more understated projection? Can you project the dream lights on there? Because I'd be okay with that. I, I mean, I would assume that's going to be one. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. it like, and I I would assume one of them has got to be a dream light esque showing. But I mean, because here's the thing, dude. These projections might like be more practical in the dream lights in the way that like, you know, sometimes like some of the dream lights don't work. And right. So I have a, I just have a sinking feeling that Disney's going to be like, 
oh, okay. Like, you know, kind of like how the park pass, the park pass system, they're like, this is here to stay because we tried it during the pandemic and we like it. I don't know. It just, it just, it just guts me. It really does. Uh, Minnie Mouse will be hosting a Yuletide gathering for all her friends at Hollywood and Vine at Disney's Hollywood Studios starting November 6th. Santa Goofy will be there along with Minnie and more in their holiday best. So another one of these like socially distanced character meals. I mean, I'm all, that, that that's great. I like that. From November 27th, Epcot will celebrate highlights from the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. Holiday Kitchens will return around World Showcase Promenade with fe- with favorites like American Holiday Table, featuring slow-roasted turkey with stuffing in Bavaria Holiday Kitchen with dishes like cheese fondue and a bread bowl. Okay. I mean, I love Festival of the Holidays. Glad it's coming back in some form. We're, we're not going to get things like Father Christmas and Père Noël and, and all those other things, but, you know, at least there'll be something. You're not going to, but if they actually wanted to employ those people, there's a way to do it. I mean, you could, I mean, Père Noël, you could, like, he he doesn't, like, mingle, like, you know, he's right. just kind of up on a I stage. Mean, just look at the way that, you know, even, like, Universal kind of has the characters on platforms. Yeah. You could do the same thing. The you problem know, is, I, I just genuinely don't think they're going to want to employ people to come out and do that. We were talking about that on, on uh, the Disney Dads did their fantasy football draft, and they asked me to come on Zoom as, like, a, a guest to talk Disney. I did not talk football, because, as you know, I know nothing of football. Um, I actually did fantasy football with my friends one one year just to like prove that you don't have to know anything about football to like win, right? And like I literally, t- I literally never changed my team. Like I think I did like the first two weeks, and then I just kind of set it and forget it. And I still beat a lot of my friends. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Um. Okay, so inside the world showplace, joyful will present a journey through R&B, gospel, contemporary, and traditional Christmas and holiday music. Also, the Voices of Liberty will perform at the America Gardens Theater stage for a special concert of favorite carols and songs of the season. So, I mean, I always love when the Voices of Liberty do their their holiday songs. It is amazing. Yeah. At the resorts, decor will be on full display, but gingerbread displays will not be present this year. Again, gutted at no gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with it. It's it's cramped quarters over there. Yeah, but I mean, also, you know, the other thing is, like, I love to do, like, the holiday, like, decor tour around the resorts and see, like, yep. all the different stuff. Like, I make a whole night of it. I don't well, think, I think you'd be able to, to do that. I don't think you'd be no, able to I do that. I think they're trying to prevent that. Yeah, like, I think that, like, you're just not going to be able, because they don't want you at the resorts unless you have a reservation. So, oh man, that that just right there depressed me. Um, snowfall will occur each night in Disney Springs within Town Center, West Side, and the Landing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's neat. In addition, Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar will transform into Jock Lindsay's Holiday Bar for a limited time menu of festive favorites. Okay, I'm there for that. That sounds all right. That sounds cool. I love Jock Lindsay's. I love the holidays. Combining the two, that would be great. Uh, the Christmas tree trail will not be returning. I thought they were doing some kind of like... The trees, however, will be spread throughout the property. Right, right. Again, I that. I just hope that this is a only this year thing and they're not going to be like, it was easier to not have the Christmas tree trail. Well, I, I mean, 
you understand something though the, the christmas tree trail is like a, a free attraction for them you know what i yes. mean it draws people out they want to see it it doesn't really cost anything i can't imagine them like going away from it right and it's also where santa claus is so right sp- just speak- this year it just doesn't work Speaking of which, Santa Claus will wave to guests as he makes pop-up appearances at each park and Disney Springs, but will not be available for meet and greets. Uh, at Disney's Animal Kingdom, for example, he will sail down Discovery River on a special flotilla. Huh. That's how they do the characters at Animal Kingdom. They send them, they put them on barges and send them down the river. I can remember characters on barges like when my kids were little. Yeah. And like taking pictures of them and stuff. Yep. Okay, so obviously it's going to be a much different holiday season this year. And again, I'm trying to remain like positive about it. And, and, and again, I understand why it has to happen. I'm not trying to have those hashtag first world problems. It just, right, it's, right. it just depresses me to like not have. You know, I, I think the holidays are a little bit like a Disney trip. I, I mean, I think it's, it's what you make of it. Yes. You know, I mean, how many times have we discussed, like, I have friends who've gone to Disney, and they're like, I hated it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got it. But you're, you, like, you didn't, like, almost want to have a good time in a way. You yes. know what I mean? I think like the holidays are the same thing. I think you got to, you know, really recognize what's important. And, I mean, if, you, if you're lucky enough to be in Disney during the holidays, like, you know, I'm, there's still going to be holiday decor. And there's going to be things that make it feel like Christmas, you know. Just some of the big things this year are going to be different. Yeah, 100%. A hundred percent. Oh, boy. Well, that was kind of a downer. And I got another. The other bit of news this week is also a downer. Oh, uh, in Magic Kingdom news, the T- Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover refurbishment has been extended yet again. Uh, the refurbishment has now been extended through to at least November 21st, 2020. Yep. Yeah. The Magic Kingdom ride closed in the first week of March and has not reopened since. Last month, it was listed as being under refurbishment through the end of October 2020. People Mover has been seen operating without guests on numerous occasions since the park reopened on July 11, 2020. What must have happened to this ride? Do you think it's just that they don't want to reopen it? I, I don't. I that's what my original thought was. They they don't have a way to wipe it down like you know so fast, and maybe there's a, a reason why they're not reopening it. Um. You know, they can't control the six feet apart. If it, it, Let's say it was a crowded day and it really did have a line. You can't really control six feet apart on that. Uh, yeah, but there's other know. Omnimover rides that are still operational. I don't think it's the wipe down part. Because like, they're wiping I, down I the either. Doom buggies. And, and I know. I, I Listen, I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Ugh, man. Um, and that's the news this week. Okay, great job, Kevin. Yeah, great job being a downer. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, one thing I wanted to touch on that we're going to get into more next week, but a lot of people have been asking me lately if the show is going to bring the Patreon back and things like that. Um, we kind of shied away from that. We had it for a little bit, and then, like, I don't know, like, I just kind of, like, didn't feel like, I don't know. I, I just We just kind of stopped doing it. Uh, but we have made the decision because enough people have asked to bring it back. Um, and we're going to have different tiers associated with things. We're going to have some really cool bonuses. Again, the Patreon is not going to be a thing that you have to do. The show is always going to be free. It's always going to be the same as it's always been. Uh, but if you, you know, if you want to support the show, there will be ways to do that and you will get a bunch of really cool extras. Some of the things we're talking about are pretty exciting. Uh, there's going to be a commercial free, uh, version of the show that you'll be able to get. There'll be uh, potentially we're, we're talking about the logistics of doing a video version of the show a couple times a month and um, 
also potentially having live Zoom calls with some of some of you guys. Uh, so you know, we'll we'll hopefully have it ironed out by next week, and we can talk about it a little bit more. Um, and uh, anything else you wanted to add in this? Uh, uh, no, I thought all the things we had discussed sounded really cool, so it should be really fun. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm excited about it. Um, also, I um I, I wanted to plug the fact that I started a TikTok for Morty Monster. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's Morty Monster and Friends on TikTok. We've been doing a bunch of stuff. It's I finally figured out how it, how TikTok works, and like I, I've never felt more old in my life than trying to figure <laughs> out how a new piece of technology worked. Um, but yeah, like I I was just not getting it now. I watched a couple of YouTube tutorial videos, bugged a bunch of my friends who are like TikTok stars and uh, Morty Monster and friends on on TikTok. So uh, there you go. And the last thing I wanted to plug before we go to commercial um, is that my audiobooks are out. Uh, the my first book, Ross and Andy, has got an audiobook. A lot of you have asked about it. You can get it on Audible. Uh, and also, the Decimation of Cassid uh, also just came out on audiobook. So two audiobooks out for me. Um, which you can find on Amazon. So uh, we're gonna take. I went, and listened, I went and listened to the sample. I wanted to hear what it sounded like. It sounds awesome. Oh yeah, isn't that guy great? Like the he's narrator great. is. He's so good. He's got such a um, like a like a soothing voice. A couple of my friends were just like, "Oh my god!" I was like, he like lulled me to to sleep. But he he really <laughs> does like the the intense parts of it of it. Good. I'm glad you checked it out. Yeah, of course. Um. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break here from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network. We're going to be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney cruise line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weiger autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weiger. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. 
It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. humans my name is morty monster and i'm uh, well i'm a monster i'm here as an exchange student from the monster world where growing up i fell in love with the world of human pop culture unfortunately not a lot of monsters share that passion so i came here to experience all of these things that i love and to share that passion with all of you i do this through my youtube channel with regular video blogs One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonsterAndFriends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! This is Bill Farmer and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, the Disney parks are living and evolving entities. Walt always said that the parks were never meant to be a museum, and as such, would see large-scale changes through the years. Of course, with new attractions and offerings, we must also say goodbye to other beloved elements of this place that we love so much, but we never forget these amazing magical features that first captured our imaginations. That's why, for this week's e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are counting down the top ten things that we miss about Walt Disney World. So, I feel really bad. I feel like the show, the whole show is kind of a downer this week. Like, the news was all downers, and now we're like, here's things that used to exist that we miss. But, like... 
wrapping the news, I thought the same thing. I'm like, wow, okay, the seat ticket. Huh? Yeah, we totally didn't think about that. <laughs> I mean, let's we could we could try to be positive with it as well. But I mean, I feel so bad. This is such a downer episode. We uh, end up just bashing all ten of these things for why they're not there anymore instead yeah. of talking about why we missed them. Exactly. So we painstakingly put together a list of ten things that we loved and adored in Walt Disney World, and you know we want to hear more about like what you guys miss as well. So be sure to sound off in our Facebook discussion group, facebook.com slash groups slash two men in the mouse. Uh, so no, you want to jump right in number 10? Yeah. Resort specific mugs. I know this is a dumb one. Uh, yeah, totally dumb, but I like a thing that I totally miss. I did love them though. Yeah. So what we're talking about here is, you know, the rapid refillable mugs that you get on your vacation that allow you to refill uh, at soda fountains for coffee, tea, soda, soft drinks. Um, they, right, as of now, like, you, whenever, no matter what resort you go to, whether you're at an all-star resort or you're at the Grand Floridian, you're getting the same mug. It's all the, one singular design that, uh, now they have a couple different designs that you can choose from, but all resorts have the same design. Um, it used to be that whichever resort you went to, the mug was specific to that resort. Like the Polynesian resort uh, mug that I got my first uh, trip on property was the volcano pool with Mickey and friends like sliding down the water slide. Oh, that's cool. It was so neat. I loved it. How many of these like resort mugs do you have? I, you know, I didn't save too many of them. I do have a bunch of um, the Caribbean beach ones. Uh, what do the Caribbean beach ones look like? I can't be honest. With you, I haven't dug them out in years. I don't even really remember. All I know is I I was at the point where I had so many mugs. My wife was like, "Okay, listen, we're gonna start throwing these out. You can't have. You don't even use them. You can't have this many mugs." Uh, yeah. I mean, dude, I just it was such a nice touch, and it like really because I like resort resort specific merchandise. Well, of course, me too. I mean, honestly, it's it's one of the things that you know Disney had gone away. from from a little bit in like the 2000s even like uh you know when you come out of a ride there'd be a lot of kind of like common merch like right. in stores i wanted you know a haunted mansion store i wanted a pirate store like if i i wanted stuff that was specific to only right here but made it so cool yeah and those mugs were a nice little nod to because honestly like aside from a t-shirt or a magnet like I, and i nor am i even really looking for resort merchandise but this was the perfect example of a nice resort nod and you know as far as to the merchandise stuff i mean we you know we do have the haunted mansion store and the pirate store and yeah, things like that do. but there a, a lot of the stores also net like there used to be like the villain store where you can get all the villains merch there yeah, was the I, muppet I store yes. um it, they've kind of like taken more of an approach of just like putting the same stuff in every store i think because they were tired of people being like well where do i get this thing that i saw online oh that's in an entirely different park or that's right. at a specific resort, and then people would have to run all over the place. Well, and I think they weren't for a bit in the two thousands, when like the Disney store was kind of lined up with like the children's place, they kind of decided to go away from park specific merch and kind of have more like plush toys and generic shirts. And yeah, you can get this in any park, and I do understand kind of the mass appeal of merchandise and kind of catering to the whole. But I mean, that villain store not being there anymore is. That is a bummer. Yeah, yeah, I really loved that story. I mean, it, it, which is funny because like when you go in, like the it still has obviously all the architecture that was built around the villains, but you know it's got like Toy Story stuff in there now. And... I know. I can remember going in there one time and seeing like all these glasses and shot glasses 
for like you know specific villains mm-hmm. and I, I don't even drink and i'm like i have to have this scar shot glass because there wasn't a lot of like scar stuff at the time um i just i miss them I, I get that villains isn't all the rage at the moment and it was kind of late yeah. 90s early 2000s but well, I yeah. mean, you know, we used to only be able to get Star Wars stuff in in Tatooine Traders, and now yep. not only can we get it in, like, every gift shop now that Disney owns it, but there's also, like, three Star Wars-specific stores plus an entire land. Yep. Like, one of, the, one of the Hollywood Boulevard stores is now just Star Wars stuff. So, you know, there's lots of, you know, I mean, anyway, mugs, miss them. Miss those resort-specific mugs. I do know why they do that that spot on Hollywood Boulevard, though. Why is that? Because it's a lot of like um, overflow from Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, like so you those... can get the you can get the Captain Rex um, Bluetooth speaker there and stuff like that. I actually ended up buying a Jedi robe there. Now you're like, well, why didn't you buy a Jedi robe inside Galaxy's Edge? Because For real, that store is so small. That Jedi outpost in there, it's so small. They only have like two robes in there because they can't fit like a dearth of merchandise. So they were actually like, hey, listen, go out there and they have like a bunch more. And I was like, oh, okay. And they did. They had many more in that store than they did in Galaxy's Edge. Which, by the way, I love the idea of those quaint little shops. They're just little like alcoves. I think it's really neat looking. Yeah. But they can't stock a bunch of sizes i mean literally those jedi robes are a pretty big thing if you want to cover like a small through an extra large they don't have room for five of them or four of them yeah that's true i mean they have two out there maybe how much did that jedi robe cost you oh i don't remember was it under 100 bucks i want to say it was more but not crazy more okay it is insanely warm though oh i'm sure you can't wear it in the parks yeah no no definitely not like I really want the Palpatine uh, robe that they have in there, and but it's like so heavy. Yeah, so it's a Jedi one. It's wild. Yeah, uh, the Jedi one was like I mean the Palpatine one's like three hundred bucks. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't remember how much the uh, Jedi one. Well, because the, uh, the Palpatine one I believe is a lot thicker and it's got more like detail Layers. in the robe and and right. yeah. Uh, all right, so number nine. Ready for number nine? The Disney Springs Holiday Drone Show. Now, this was only around for one year. I know. I really wish I'd seen it. It made such a lasting impression on me. So what we're talking about is around the holidays, Disney Springs would do a nighttime show, which was so strange to have a nighttime show at at Disney Springs. I mean, and I loved the fact that they did it. Um, Basically, it was a uh, show done completely by drones that were so high up in the air. They were just these colored points of light that would move around to holiday music and form shapes. So they would form like a Christmas tree. They would form an angel. They would form a whole bunch of stuff and they would change color as they do it. But the cool thing about it was that they were so high up that it looked like the stars were moving. That's so cool. Yeah. I thought it was so wonderful. Apparently it was a logistical nightmare for Disney. Huh? I wonder I, why. I have heard that like drones fell out of the sky like it was just it was just a complete and utter nightmare for them now and i'm pretty sure that the idea behind this show was done so that they could test the use of drones for you know epcot because i've heard they want to do drones for epcot's nighttime show yeah you were definitely going to have more drone action in the future yeah so it was kind of like them testing the waters and but i mean it was super popular people loved it it was always really crowded uh around because we used to used to be able to watch it in that uh area by where the food trucks are yeah, right. 
that was kind of you know where you had to go for that um but yeah the drone show i mean it was such a cool holiday thing you know the holidays at disney springs always super super awesome you know between the what we, when we had the drone show then the christmas tree trail the free santa claus meet and greet uh which by the way that free santa claus meet and greet game ch- is, is such a game changer for so many people down here Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, how much does it cost to meet Santa Claus at your local mall? What, 30, it's, 30 bucks? It's probably at least 30 bucks. If not, if not more. Uh, and here, you know, you get, you know, you get a free meet and greet with Santa Claus. If you have an annual pass or photo pass, you get a free photo. And if you don't have it, they'll take a picture with your phone. They're not going to let you do that at the mall. No, 100% they're not. <clears throat> and I mean, you know. If if you're curious as to how it works, there's a Morty Monster video where Morty met Santa Claus last year, and I mean, super super great. I mean, Santa's always wonderful, so gonna miss him this year. Number eight, we're staying in Disney Springs for number eight, and number eight is the World of Disney Store. Now I know what you're saying, the World of Disney Store still exists, Kev. Yeah, but not like it was. I mean, the World of Disney Store used to be just the epitome of theming, right? It was so unique. Yes. Like, there was a lot, which is why everyone knows I love Mouse Care, but there was a long time where I loved World of Disney in mm-hmm. Springs. It was just, it was my favorite store on property. You had the characters up on, uh, up on the ceiling and the wall. You had the Huey, Dewey, and Louie outside. They kept the spitting stitch, because how could you get rid of that? But right. uh, the inside was gutted, and they, um, they just kind of remade it into this very bland department store. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there are some cool things. Like they have those like sketchbooks on the wall now where they like come to life. Um you know, the the Tinkerbell flying around, that kind of stuff. But they used to play Be Our Guest in the in the One Beauty and the Beast area and all like the, the dishes and stuff would dance around and it just doesn't Yeah, that change was immediate for me. Like I can remember when they did it. I was like, Oh, this is nice, but Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, and it was, you know, they were building that store for a long time. And then everybody was like, oh, wow, what's this going to be? What's this going to be? And then when it opened, I remembered there was just this huge, like, deflating disappointment yeah, from everybody where they were like, really, this is what it is. It's like, it's just a department store now. It's got like a brick, like, like everything's, everything's brick. And um, it's just kind of, it's, it's absent of that disney theming i feel like the disney store in the mall is more magically themed than um uh the world of disney store in in disney springs yeah it it does feel like something that's at a mall more than like at a theme park yes which i get it disney springs is essentially a giant outdoor mall i get that also but next to a theme park yeah yeah, and it's the biggest Disney store in the world. Like, you expect there to be a lot of theming. Just saying. Um, what are you going to do if Mouse Gear comes back and it's kind of like that? Am I prepared to be disappointed by Mouse Gear? Maybe. Um, just because I didn't... You know, Mouse Gear isn't a place that I was like, oh, this place totally needs, like, a refurb. You know? Yeah. Like, I loved it as is. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to be open-minded about it. All right, number seven. We're going over to Epcot, and it's the Wonders of Life Pavilion. So now this was one of the many pavilions of Epcot, uh, and it was one of the first ones to really shut down completely. The and and it's being refurbed currently. Wonders of Life has kind of sat empty for years, and it has become like the festival center, and yep. you know like they do a bunch of cool things with it. 
but now it's being retooled into this awesome like character spot and play area and all these like high tech things. So I'm super happy and super excited for that. I do miss the Wonders of Life Pavilion. I mean, the so much so that the the opening to every e-ticket attraction here on Two Men and the Mouse is background music from the Wonders of Life Pavilion. Okay. Um. And yeah, I just I miss it. I, I miss you know. I don't. Do I miss Body Wars? No, of course not. Like that's the thing. I wonder how that stuff would hold up if they opened it up right now in peak condition. Yeah. And they're like, hey, hey, you guys want to come in? I wonder if we'd be like, how is this not open? Or would we be like, oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, my cr- memories are great of it, but yeah. uh, I think I get it. I loved Cranium Command. I loved things like the Wonder Cycles. Uh, and we're going to go into, uh, you know, the Wonders of Life Pavilion during our world tour. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Coming up. Yeah, we're going to go into like everything that they had there. Now, here's the one that I'm trying to remember if this was Wonders of Life or if it was Intervention. So there were two things that I remember doing that I loved doing. There was a, um, see, now I didn't, my brother did this one and I, I enjoyed watching it. So you could pick your sport, whether it was baseball, golf, football, and basically like, so he chose baseball because he's a baseball player. He would go in there and he would, um, they'd set up like a T, like, like a T ball T, and he would swing the bat and hit the ball. And he would have a, like a major league baseball coach, which was Gary Carter, uh, and, which I, popped for because it mets um <clears throat> so gary carter would then tell him what he did wrong and how he could fix it and then he'd get a chance to do it again hmm. so essentially what would happen is like i remember for my brother it was um he was lifting his back foot on the swing and uh so you know the cast member would type in lifting your back foot and gary carter would be like well you're lifting your back foot a little too much you, you never did this no oh uh, it was really cool I was an adult by the time I went there, so I was kind of just like plowing through things. And yeah, well, I don't rem- I don't remember if this was in the Wonders of Life or if it was in Inventions. Another thing was there was like this thing where you can like sit down and be in a TV show, like you can host a newscast, or like for me, I did the one where it was um, basically you sit in front of a green screen, and I was on Saved by the Bell, the new class. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. It wasn't even regular Saved by the Bell. It was Saved by the Bell, the new class. Well, you gotta go with whatever is current. And it gives you like, it gives you like these like lines to say on like a teleprompter. Um, I remember it was like Screech and Mr. Belding asking me as the new Bayside student why I wanted to go to Bayside. And my response had to be, oh, because Mr. Belding is such a buff principal. He paid me. And then, like, you, like, the other cast members would then, like, come in at the end and you'd, like, wave to the camera. It was, and at the time, I thought that I was gonna light up Broadway as an actor. So, so, I mean, like, 12 year old me was like, I'm gonna get discovered by doing this, by doing this. <laughs> They're gonna be like, oh my gosh, we have to put that kid on TV. Like, I was obsessed with the idea. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So, um, the Wonders of Life Pavilion. I, again, I don't remember if that was Wonders of Life or Interventions. We'll find out soon. I believe it was an, I believe it was Wonders of Life, but I could be wrong. Uh, number six. Let's go over to Hollywood Studios, and we're going to the Animation Courtyard here. Now, the Animation Courtyard was great because of, I guess, the original concept behind Hollywood Studios when it was MGM Studios. Now, originally, this was designed to be a working animation studio. And the animation courtyard was where you kind of got a little taste of what that was like. You got to do a little animation studio tour. Um, the thing that I, there was the, there was the drawing class, which I loved, which you still can currently do. 
you can do the drawing class over at um, Animal Kingdom now at Rafiki's Planet Watch. Right. Uh, but the thing that I remembered the most about the animation uh, courtyard was you, there were always posters of like Disney movies that were coming for the next like seven or eight years. I remember in 2009 seeing a poster for Tangled, which at the time was still called Rapunzel. Yeah, I those posters are one of the coolest things about that place. Yeah, like you knew what was you found out what was what was in the works. Um also it was the it was from a character perspective, it was awesome because it was where you got the newest characters. Right. There was always that one spot kind of when you went down that was the prime spot and whatever the new character was going to be would be there. Yeah, I remember when I went it was um it was it was uh Carl from Up. Yeah, that upshoot was fantastic. Yeah. It was Carl and um, the kid. There were two characters there, right? Carl. It might have been Carl and Doug. It, it might have, yeah. And then what they did was the set was really cool because it had Kevin, like as kind of like a um, the bird thing in the set, but it looked three D. Yeah, the bird, and not me. What's up? The bird, yeah, not me. Correct. Um, and the photo pass picture picture when you got it done gave you different options to make it look like it was a postcard. Right. It was great. That spot was fantastic for and, everything. But now, like, new movies come out, and we don't even get characters for them in the park because there's I nowhere know. to put them. I uh, know. And I think that's it. I think it's because there's nowhere to put them. Like, how was there no Moana? Like, I know. you couldn't get Moana outside of a Halloween party. Like, the first, the first one that I noticed it with was um, Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde. Yeah. From Zootopia, where I was like, "How are these not walk around? Like, how do how can I not meet Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde? Like, how is this possible?" See, and and Zootopia was like a surprise hit. I don't even know if they thought it was going to be as like good and popular as it was. So maybe I get it. But for me, not having like joy and sadness. Now I know eventually they showed up, yeah. but not right away. When Inside Out was like, you know, kind of going to be like a thing. Yeah. And they weren't really ready right away. Like, I was surprised. But, I mean, the thing is, they used to put these characters out before their movie even came out. Yeah, sure. You guys met Lotso Huggin' Bear before he... I'll never forget. Tormented. Poor little Ethan thought Lotso was the greatest Toy Story character of all time. He could not wait to go and watch this movie. And And I had to go and spoil the movie for him. And then, where's your kid now, Sheriff? (laughs) When he tries to murder them all? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember having Ethan to be like, I gotta like slowly tell him this isn't gonna go the way he thinks it's gonna right, go. Right, this, really hor- this is a horrible, irredeemable character. Right. Oh, man. You ever had they had that commercial, I guess it aired in Florida, of like Lotso like running around the empty theme park? I don't remember that. I do, because I remember being like, this guy's gonna be great in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know. That movie came out while we were in Disney, and I'll never forget, like, the day it came out, uh, one of my friends called me and was like, all right, listen, I have to tell you this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, just tell me, because I need to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right, moving along here. Um, oh, so, by the way, really quick on the animation. The animation courtyard was turned into the Star Wars launch bay, and I understood the decision. Me too, and to, at the time we liked it. Yeah, Didn't love because it, but we liked it. There was nothing in Hollywood Studios. It was it was half a park, you know. Like it was right. the only Star Wars we had outside of Star Tours. So we were like, oh, this is great. All these like ship models and Kylo Ren and all blah 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 and BB-8. Now I'm like, why why is the launch bay even here? 
Like, it's another Star Wars store. And, you know, you can meet Darth Vader and Chewie, but, I, I, I mean, and B, Darth Vader, Chewie, and BB-8, but with Galaxy's Edge and Star Tours, it just feels like overkill to still have the launch bay. Yeah, I mean... I, listen, I never thought I'd say there's too much Star Wars. No, and I don't think there is. I don't think that's actually the problem. I think the fact that Launch Bay genuinely doesn't really have too much on a second visit. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you go once, you're like, this is really cool. Look at this. But you never, ever want to go back there again, aside from characters. And yeah. even all the super overpriced, like, you know, Hot toy stuff they have. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, I... It's funny because, like, you know, my business, like, that's what we sell. So, like, everyone that kind of know, knows and collects that stuff and sees it in Disney kind of giggles because it's, like, super inflated. Oh, you really? Know? How much do they mark it up? Uh, it's too much. You yeah. know, it's not it's not actual retail price. But I guess they, you know, then again, they probably get so many pe- vacationers who have money in their pocket and are willing to buy it. But it is weird because that area has become, like, almost, like, not a thing. Like, I... I don't really ever really need to go in, in launch bay ever, you mm. know, and now with no characters for real, what are you going in there for? Right. A hundred percent. Okay. Um, moving along, uh, we are, uh, heading to the magic kingdom for this one. And it is something that was near and dear to our hearts that we missed dearly. And this is the top five now. So, you know, everything in the top five is stuff that's like really like heart wrenching to, to us to have to miss, uh, push the talking trash can. Yeah. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on Push because we did talk about him recently on our Tomorrowland episode uh, for the World Tour. But what a cool living character to be able to just like tool around, uh, you know, Tomorrowland interacting with guests. And, you know, when I remember when I met him, uh, he was talking to me, but he had to keep turning around to like ask these like bratty kids to not kick him. Oh, that's great. Because they were, like, literally following him around and kicking him, and the parents were just watching them kick the trash can. He literally turned to one of the parents and was like, could you tell him to stop, please? <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I've had great interactions with Push over the years. I'm sure you have, too. Yeah, I mean, aside from those kids who are kicking him, you know, again, I was an adult when I saw this and thought it was really cool, but I... Just think about, like, you know, young me. Like, I would have been blown away. I would have thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Oh, totally. It was like a robot garbage can. He's a robot you know? garbage can that actually speaks to you. Yep. Um, and he was a real trash can, too. You could actually put trash in him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, number four. Oh, back over to Hollywood Studios. Now, I, some people might be like, why is this number four? It's something that I talk about all the time. So, like, if, if you know me, you're probably tired of hearing me talk about this. It's the writer's stop. Uh, which was a small cafe, like a coffee shop that was themed around writers and writing. Uh, it was right next to sci-fi. I mean, I loved the writer's stop so I much. Did too. I told you last time I was in sci-fi, you know, that door is still there. Yeah. And I opened up the door and stuck my head in and it was, uh, whatever. The, the baseline tap house. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Really, this same. is what we turned it into? Not the same. No. I mean, they must have... I know, listen, obviously they're making more money there than they would at the writer's stop. Yeah, probably. I, I can't tell you how many times I was waiting for my sci-fi meal, and I end up sticking my head in there and, like, buying stuff. Just because yeah. I'm like, oh, look at this. I remember buying, like, weird random CDs and stuff in there. I'm like, oh, I want to try this. They, it was also a great place to get um, books that came out from Disney Publishing. They always had books yep. in there. Um, and I remember, like, like 
as I was writing Ross and Auntie, like being like, ah, oh, I would love to have my book like, like here one day and, and, you know, like, oh, to dream, to dream that impossible dream. Uh, but I mean, for me as a writer, it was cool, but it was also, it had like this like central perk kind of vibe, like from friends, except not awful. Um, the, uh, it had couches and stuff. There, there was always a TV in there by the couches where it played trailers for like upcoming shows coming to ABC. Yep. Like I remember the last time I was in there sitting down with a bunch of friends, drinking coffee, sitting on the couches, eating the carrot cake cookie, which is the second most popular snack in, in all of Walt Disney World, which is only available at the time at the writer's stop. And we were watching a, um, a trailer for designated survivor with Kiefer Sutherland, which hadn't okay. come out yet. And there was like once upon a time stuff on there. And oh my gosh, it was just so cool. I loved the writer's stop so much. It, that was one of those things where when they got rid of it, it broke my heart. Yeah. But the carrot cake cookie lives on. Well, that's important. Yeah. Second most popular snack in all of Walt Disney World. I mean, how could it not be that popular? I mean, you know, it was in the writer's stop that I learned that it was the second most popular snack in Walt Disney World. That was what the guy told me. And, and you, you ran with that. And you have decried it every <laughs> step of the way. Pretty sure he was just cast member messing with you, but... Nope, nope. He Cast members don't lie. They only speak the truth, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, that is the hill that I will die on, is the carrot cake cookie. Uh, alright, so number three, this one's actually a character, it's not an attraction, even though it was in an attraction. Back at Epcot, we're talking about the Dream Finder. Okay, so now, not, now, keep in mind, this is not Journey, in, the original Journey to Imagination, it's just the character of the Dream Finder. Because I really, I think he fit the figment mythos way better than Dr. Nigel Channing. Oh, totally. And um, I feel like when they redid Journey into Imagination, the Dreamfinder should have been involved in some way, shape, or form. I do, too. I, I, I don't even need him to be, like, the main player of it. Yeah. Would yeah. have been cool, though. I hear you on that. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, you know, miss the Dreamfinder a lot. I especially miss the Dreamfinder walk around character, even though that was before my oh, time. Yeah. I'm actually wearing a Figment shirt right now. Uh, but I miss the walk around character because, um, he had a puppet. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm all about that puppet life. And, you know, he had a puppet that he had the Figment puppet that he would walk around with. He had a fake arm that would hold the puppet and his other, his real arm would be inside the puppet operating it. And it was just such a cool walk around character to, to interact with. Or so it would seem. All right, number two. Speaking of puppets, number two is Great Moments in American History with the Muppets. Now, this is one of the more recent uh, losses we've had in Walt Disney World. And it hurts a lot because I I love this show. There and then gone. Yeah, you never got to see it. No. So it's not totally gone. Apparently, they still bring it back for special occasions like, like busy weeks and whatnot, but I mean, it's, you know, when it was every day, it was just such a great thing to catch. Sit underneath the Liberty Tree and watch the Muppets as real puppets, like, you know, doing the show. Unbelievable. Sam Eagle up inside the Hall of Presidents, like, coming out of that little window. Uh, That sounds awesome. JJ, the town crier of Liberty Square, who had his own business cards. Ugh, I loved it so much, dude. Like, the first time I saw it, I cried. Like, when I first saw the puppets hit, like, it just meant so much to me to see those characters brought to life in that way. Like, real life right there in front of you. It it was unbelievable. I've had the pleasure of meeting a couple of the puppeteers that worked on it. 
and you know the love that they have for that show is just incredibly heartwarming um but yeah you know uh, and and to that to that extent i would also say something that i didn't go to a lot only when i was with a friend that had like little kids but i thought was really great was disney junior live on stage yeah you've always spoken highly of it again it was a it was a it was lots of puppetry and I appreciate good puppetry, and it was good, good puppetry. I really liked the way they did it. I liked the way they, the stage was set up. But, you know, they realized that a dance party would be just as, you know, effective, but also cheaper. So it became a right. dance party. Uh, and But, you know, one attraction that does still use puppets is the Little Mermaid um, show at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. And I do like the puppets that they use there. All right, ready for number one? Number one. Number one. Now, you know, honorable mention here goes to Maelstrom, by the way. Um, you know, we loved Maelstrom, just couldn't manage to fit it on the list. It would have been number 11 had we been able to. And I love Maelstrom, but I don't know if I, like, love it more than Frozen. I'm sure there's people out there who are like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, but... I don't love Frozen. I don't love Frozen Ever After. I think it's cute. When I think it's a, uh, I think it's it's a testament to what modern audio animatronics can be. But I mean, I don't know. I like the. I, just, I like the. I know there's a message. lot of kids who have now have a chance to ride a frozen ride. Yeah, you know what I mean. And there's a lot of like girls out there who like love the Little Mermaid because that was like their thing. And there's a lot of like little girls now that are one day going to be older, and Frozen's going to have been the one that they loved when they were a kid. This so is true. I like that you're able to ride that ride. I know IP and Epcot, and it's weird and yada yada. I've, I've heard the story, but I mean, it's funny. Like I would love like a Lion King ride, right? Like we've talked about stuff like this. Yeah. So for them to make a ride centered around like a movie that was so beloved. I don't know. I do enjoy it. I would have loved an Aladdin ride, like an Aladdin dark ride. Right. So I get it. Is uh, it in the right spot? Probably not. I get that, but I'm just happy that they made one. Yeah, totally. Um, I think Fantasyland probably would have been a better place for it, but where would you put probably it? Probably so. Where would you put it? All right, number one, and this, you know, the gr- speaking of things that were replaced by something that's cool, but we still miss it, it's the great movie ride. Don't get me wrong. I love Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I think it's fantastic. I think it's it's a modern of mar of modern imagineering. I just really have a soft spot for everybody does the great movie ride. It was just always such a thing for me, you know. We were watching uh, Disney videos that I make for our trips on Labor Day, right? We haven't watched them in a long time, right? And we were watching. Um, I guess the last time we rode. Um, movie ride I'd put in some clips and my wife who that is like you know was her favorite thing was just like I don't even want to watch this just turn it off she's like actually mad about it I'm like I know look a Mickey Mouse ride I'm here for it I love it and I enjoy those Mickey shorts that they're based off of it's just you know getting the great movie ride was such a Hollywood Studios thing yep it was the epitome of what Hollywood Studios was meant to be Kind of like how Inventions was with Epcot. I do understand. I trust me. I know how like outdated this thing was. Yeah, we've all been on that. I will say, two out of every three times you wrote it, the cast members were a little wonky on it. Like it was almost enjoyable how not great it was executed. Yeah, I mean when you had when you had a good host and a good um, Muggsy or cowboy, um, you know it was all it was great, but. 
that didn't always happen. It, it wasn't like um, it, it wasn't like Jungle Cruise where they make sure that there's more hits than misses. Right. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, we had to bid a fond, fond farewell to the great movie ride, and uh, it, it will be missed. It's just really sad. Yeah. I'm sad just talking about it, to be honest. Yeah. And, but, you know, we got our Mickey ride finally. It's it's wonderful. It's fun. It's impressive looking. It's unique. And I do enjoy it. But, I mean, there is part of me that will always, you know, lament the loss of the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, I don't think there's a way to put a fully positive spin on this. You know, I, I'm sure there has to be, like... Easter eggs for the great movie ride in, in Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I looked the last time I was on it. I didn't see any. There's no way. There has to be. I I don't know. There's got to be like at least something like, you know, like something written on one of the buildings or something that like is a throwback. Right. But I would have been cooler if they were like, hey, listen, we don't we can't do this ride anymore because of like contractual agreements. Right. <laughs> like, oh, OK, it's got to go away. But like choosing to do away with it but i understand the park's in a much different direction yeah i, I a salute to all cinema but mostly star wars right <laughs> um, all right and that's our top 10 list bad all things we miss all things we miss so man this show is a real downer <laughs> will do you think splash mountain one day will be on there uh i don't know it all depends on 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 what they're on how good this uh, Princess and the Frog ride is, I think. So, all right. Uh, anything else you want to add this week? No, I'm. I don't want to talk about any other things we're gonna miss. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's gonna do it for two minutes of the mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be back next week, hopefully with more of the world tour. Uh, if if not, I'm sure we'll have something else real cool for you. Uh, but hopefully, you should be able to get that research done in time for next week's episode please folks if you love our buddy peter mandel check him out at rogue comics at 105 north union avenue in cranford new jersey 07016 or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to pc bay store if you're planning a trip to walt disney world disney cruise adventures by disney any disney resort throughout the known world universal orlando aulani out in hawaii vero beach whatever you want to do our good buddy uh dave weikert of magical travel has got you covered at no cost to you whatsoever just email him disney dave w at verizon.net if you're renting a crib or stroller in orlando check out our friends over at kingdomstrollers.com we're going to rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams to make your next disney vacation all the better for you uh and for me folks the ross and Annie audiobooks are up currently on audible all of the all of my books are on amazon uh the ross and Annie series winters of elnora birth of the dark angel please check out the morty monster youtube channel and follow morty monster on all social media you can find him at youtube.com slash morty monster he is on Instagram at Morty Monster and Friends, Facebook.com slash Morty Monster, and TikTok now at Morty Monster and Friends. So please check that out. All right. Thank you so much for joining us again, folks, this and every week. Pete, any closing words? Uh, are we doing World Tour next week? Uh, hopefully. All right. Bring my walking shoes. Yes. I don't I don't like to promise, but yeah, I, I'm like pretty sure we will. I'm feeling positive about it. After this week, I'm feeling positive that next yes. week's going to be the week. All right, folks. Please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away 
If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.